Okay, thanks for coming. Um, man, exciting time for us. Obviously, we're getting started here. Uh, we're in a game week. Uh, it's been a long time coming, so as coaches, we're certainly excited. I know our players are definitely ready to go out and, and really run into somebody else. That's always uh, – 29 seems like a short period of time, but, boy, it starts grinding the last couple weeks. So they're excited to be hitting other people. Um, you know, I know there's uh, typically a lot of teams at this time of year, they'll release their, their two deep and their depth chart. Uh, we're not going to do that, um, and the reason we're not going to do it, guys, honestly, is because we really need our guys to still be in a mindset of trying to earn their spots. We don't want those guys to – we don't want them to take a lazy step from this point moving forward, and we really have not made those final decisions across the board yet. Um, it's really kind of a fluid deal for us in this first year anyway. It's going to be fluid all year long until somebody stabilizes in a position and really kind of earns it. The good thing for you is a lot of you have been at practice. You've seen kind of the cast of the cast of guys that are out there. So you've got a pretty good idea of who's going to be on the field uh, and at least getting opportunities. Uh, we, we hope to play quite a few people at certain positions. So uh, we'll be able to get evaluation. Now, you know, we're moving into that next phase of evaluation. It's, a, it's a, obviously a game week. It's a great opportunity for us, obviously, to get this thing started right in the right direction. Um, but the big thing for us also as coaches, we have to look at it realistically as we've, we've seen these guys operate in a controlled environment. Uh, we've tried to make it as game-like as we can, uh, but there's nothing like the big field other than the big field. So they're about to go out there on the, on the big field by themselves for the first time, and it's part of our evaluation. So now we're going to get to see who can handle it when they're out there on the field and who can make great decisions while we're there. Um, it, it's going to be a lot of fun seeing those guys go out there and, and, and put their training to test, and that's been a big emphasis for us this week. Um, like I said, a lot of you have been at practice. You have a pretty good idea of who's been repping. Uh, most of those guys, if not all of them, are probably going to see the field on Saturday. Uh, we hope we got some depth there to where we can, we can be able to stay fresh because we hope to play with some tempo. Uh, and that's hopefully we see that as an advantage. Uh, we, I said last week we have a very good uh, opponent coming in here. Um, these guys have obviously had a lot of success in the recent years. Uh, Coach Stiegelmeyer has done a tremendous job with those guys. They are a very talented group. Uh, they've got a quarterback coming back that's got a lot of playing experience uh, and was very successful. If I'm not mistaken, I think he had a 5-2 and two record last year after coming in for a guy that got injured in the first game against Missouri. Um, he does a good job. He knows where to go with the football. He manages the game well. Uh, he, he can pick you apart. He's a talented guy. Uh, they lost a really good running back last year that uh, I, you know, I think is kind of taking some reps in the NFL right now. I mean, he, he was a talented guy. Uh, but the other guys are really good too. Uh, they've, they've got three returning linemen up front that I think are really good players. Uh, one of them was an all-conference uh, honorable mention pick, and he certainly deserved it. Uh, they've got some guys that are back there, which gives them some uh, stability moving up, moving forward. They have really got a very talented wide receiver. Um, the kid's name is Jake Winicky, and he is a tall 6'4 target. He's a big dude. Uh, they just get it close to him, and he goes up and gets it. He runs pretty good, but he uses his body really, really well. Uh, he can run all the routes, and they do a good job of creating ways to get the ball to him. Uh, they run the football really, really well. And because of that, you know, obviously – uh, teams that do that, they do a good job of play-action passing when they can get that run game going. Uh, he does a really good job of coaching them. They execute at a high level. I think they're a really sound team up front offensively for sure. They return a lot of guys on defense. Uh, I think they have six on offense and nine on defense coming back. 
they have a really strong defensive line, some big, strong cats that do a good job up front holding gaps. Their linebacking core is a really good, good group of guys. Those guys run sideline to sideline. They tackle well. Uh, and then they've got some experienced guys in the secondary. Uh, one of the kids is their punt returner, and he is a very, very talented guy. He can run. Uh, he is probably the most dynamic punt returner uh, that I've seen at that level for sure. He could play just about anywhere. That guy is dangerous, and I don't know that I don't know that fair catch is, is even in his. Uh, I don't know that he even even thinks about that. He's gonna catch it. And he's gonna run with it. He's got some. He's got some courage, and he's a really talented guy. We got a, a great challenge ahead of us trying to hem him in because he does a great job. He's really good. Uh, they do a great job in the special teams, and like I said, he does a really good job across the board, which is why they've been successful. Uh, and they're not strangers to this environment. You know, coming up and playing at this level, they started with Missouri last year. Missouri won the East, and, you know, they played them hard. Played them really hard at Missouri and started off the game with a long touchdown run right off the bat. So uh, they're used to playing in this environment. It's not something that they're not used to. Uh, and I know they're coming in here expecting to get after, get after us from the word go, so we've got to be ready to go. Um, you know, I think they do a great job with what they do schematically, both defensively and offensively. It's a challenge for us moving forward. But um, other than that, I know there's some questions, so let's get started. First game for you in a while as a head coach, going back to your high school days. Um, do you have someone, I don't want to use the term lackey, or someone who's an unofficial coach who's going to remind you of certain things or hand you a chart if you need a chart to look at for – whether it go for two or one, all those little game details. Do you have anybody helping you out with that? Yeah, you know, you, you've got a lot of resources available to you, and obviously there's a lot of different things that are going on during a, a football game, and then obviously there's other people that are, that are doing their jobs and playing their roles. And we've got guys that are assigned to help us with obviously with some time management stuff from up in the box. Uh, we obviously have been preparing by the way that we scrimmage and putting us in certain situations so we really – not only help our guys understand it, but help me and our staff understand how we want to manage time situations. So, uh, but I won't do it alone. There'll be some people up in the box that will manage it with us, that will help us. So, um, we've got a really good staff that's going to help us with that. So, yeah, I think I think we got a good staff put together. In fourth and short, would you discuss with Likens, uh, and then you make the decision? Well, uh, what what I'll do is I'll let you know. I'll typically rep, let Rob know whether he has two downs or one. So if and the, the term for me is very simply, you got two downs. There, you don't have to say anything about one. If he's got two, <laughs> then he's got, you know, he knows he has he has that third down. But he knows he has got two downs to get it. So it can he can he can gauge his play calling based on that, uh, which that's how how our communication will go from there. And kick punt, kick a field goal, punt, go for it. Is that uh, and obviously you're the ultimate decider. Right. Do you, who do you consult on those? Most of that will be myself, and then I'll have, you know, a couple of guys up in the box that I've designated to help me with just knowing exactly where the ball is because you got to make those decisions fast, you know. You want to be able to get the, get those teams out there, particularly if you are utilizing tempo or you're trying to get a sky punt team in or you're trying to get a situational kicking team in. You've got to make sure that you know where the ball is so you can make good decisions. So, yeah, we've got some help up in the box to help us with those situations to try to be efficient so we make those calls timely so we can go to school on the information by getting lined up fast. And is there a set number whether you go with Barcelona or Wyman on certain That's a good question. You know, Wyman is a kind of our long ball specialist guy. He can, he can really hit it. I think he hit one the other day from – 
I know, I know for a fact it was behind midfield for a little while. I mean, he's got a strong, strong leg. Uh, he can hit it. Um, the good thing about him is, I mean, we're in field goal range. When we get inside that 40, we're in field goal range for the most part, at least being able to reach it with him. He's got a really strong leg. The other kid is, is, uh, is uh, very accurate. So we've kind of got the best of both worlds there. So we'll utilize both those guys. Is that the biggest concern with, with South Dakota State, just that experience that they have that, that maybe doesn't match up on your side? You don't have a ton of experience. And like you mentioned, they've been in Missouri, and, and they're not scared of that kind of environment. Is, is that maybe the biggest concern with this team? Well, I wouldn't call it a concern, but it's something we have to deal with. Obviously, we understand it, and we know that that's not going to be an, it's not going to be um, a part of their thinking. You know, so uh, they do have guys that have played a lot of football, and they've they've won a lot of football, which is good for them. You know, for us, we don't control that, uh, so we control what we do and who we are. And you know, we've talked talked about it at length. I, I think the big thing for us is it's. We have to now, whether we want to think about it this way or not, this is still an evaluation of where we're at as we go on to the game field. We're going to learn a lot from this game this week, moving forward to the next game. And then our goal is going to be to just get a little bit better each week and see where that takes us. Uh, and we're going to learn a lot from this game. Uh, obviously, our goal is to go into this game and come out of it and, and win it. There's no doubt about that. But we also know there's going to be a byproduct of this game that's going to help us move forward and become a better team regardless of the outcome. Uh, they're, they're a talented group coming in, uh, and they've played a lot of winning football. So we're going to have to be on point in all areas of the game because they certainly will be. I mentioned how you've you got to focus on those little things, but just in general, in game prep as a head coach, has it been different for you, or has it, I mean, what, what's the difference? Is it easy to adjust to it? From yeah, it, honestly, it has, it has been different because – from my standpoint, I've hired really, really good football coaches, and I want to let those guys do their job. And there's a fine line there of being able to get, get involved and get in there and start, you know, messing with what their mindset is. I want those guys to feel free on Saturday, and I want those guys to have their, have their minds made up on terms of what direction we're going with the game plan. And, you know, I've, I've experienced it in the past. You know, sometimes when you get involved in that, you disrupt the flow. Even though it may sound, seem like it's going along the same direction, it can disrupt the flow. So my goal has been to be able to let these men do the job that I hired them to do. They're good at what they do. They're really good at what they do. Uh, obviously, you guys all know Clint Bowen. I mean, one of my best friends, but I didn't hire him because of that. I hired him because he's a great football mind. He does an unbelievable job defensively. Um, I'm going to trust him to do it. So I stay out of the meeting rooms other than just to sit in there and listen to where they're going and what their direction is and not try to derail them from moving forward. Same thing offensively. Coach Likens and those guys, uh, his whole staff, they all have great ideas. He involves everyone in there. They're mature men when they're in there. It's not just one single voice. It's the whole group working together. So uh, I try to stay out of the game planning part, which is very different for me because I want to step in and say, hey, listen, we can attack this here or what do you think about this blitz off this certain formation? I, th I try to stay out of it because it may disrupt the flow. So those guys do a good job. I need to allow them to do their job. Last week you said you want to make it back to quarterback position this weekend. Did you do that or, or is it still in the works? I'm sorry, I didn't do that. Back at quarterback, you said last week you want to make a decision this weekend. Yeah, we're, we're still in, in the process. We're not completely set on that. Uh, and really, honestly, it's about a dead heat right now. Um, I think those guys are all still – they're still battling this week. Today and tomorrow are the two heavy work days. We should know a lot more today, and certainly by Wednesday we'll certainly know.
that going to make the decision harder if, let's say, Kozar gets injured? Is that going to make it a lot harder, even though there is a backup on the depth chart? Is that going to make it hard? Or is it, are, you, are you saying backup is for sure this guy's going in next? No, it's not going to make it hard. You just make a decision, you go forward. You mentioned the, the Winky or Winky kids. Uh, what's your general philosophy on that with coverages? I mean, w will you roll your, your best cover guy to a guy like that, or do you say right side, left side, and stay there? I think you certainly got to be aware of where their best players are. Okay. Uh, it's about matchups and being careful that you're not caught in bad matchups with, with guys like that. Because when, when he's matched up with the wrong guy, he can make you look pretty bad pretty quick. Uh, so knowing where he's at on the field I think is important. The thing is, though, they've got some other good receivers, guys that caught a lot of passes last year. So he's not the only one that can hurt you. That's the thing about this team is they've got, they've got guys that have played a lot of football. They've got lots of playing experience and success doing it. Uh, but this kid's certainly somebody that we need to know where he's at on the field at all times and make sure that we have a plan for him. Uh, and, you know, we don't want to put him in a situation where he has a, an advantage with the matchup. So, and they're smart. They know how to move him around and get him in the right spot. So that's going to be a challenge in itself. But at the same time, all of us are trained to do a job. We, if we do it correctly, for the most part, we hope to limit the, the things that we can do where we put him in situations where, you know, it's a little bit easier for him to make, make plays. We're going, hopefully we can try to make it hard for him. And, you know, I think one of the big keys for us is going to be able to stop the run and being able to try to get some pass rush on that quarterback. You know, if we can get put, if we can hurry that guy a little bit, I think that helps helps a bunch with trying to take take away some of their better players on the outside. What's the goal of your pregame speech? I assume you're the last voice they heard. Is it just to get them in the right emotional state of mind, or do you brush up on any quick pointers, or what, what is that all about? You know, I I'm not a real big <coughs> fire and brimstone guy right before we go out. Uh, I just, uh, my approach is, listen, we've prepared well, and it's time to go out there and go to work. It's showtime. I mean, you've worked your rear end off. The big focus is going to be having fun and trusting your brother next to you and let it loose, man. Let's go play. Let's go have a great time. And I want us to have poise, and I want them to see that poise on my face when we walk out of that locker room. Now, Troy Kimma, our director of player personnel, he's going to get them going. I mean, that's his deal. He gets them going. So, But from my standpoint, a couple of quick reminders, and let's get out there to the field because that stuff's going to wear off pretty quick. Coach, what's a big-picture perspective in your mind about the development you've seen here since you got here, um, you know, a few, few tough seasons around here, and uh, you've been through spring ball now and summer training and, and fall camp, and you're on the eve of this thing now. What are the guys, how are the guys responding to everything you've been trying to get them to do? They've been great. Uh, you know, if I could say there's one thing that I have been extremely impressed with is these guys have truly handled and responded to our program in a way that uh, I think I'll, if you had told me it had been this way from the very beginning, I would have said there's no way. Uh, but they have handled literally everything we've thrown at them. Uh, and I can see a look in their eye right now that I like. I like the look in their eye because they they trust one another. I think that was a big deal for us is trying to develop trust for us and then developing that trust for one another on the football field and understanding that, you know, one bad play doesn't mean that the the whole thing is over. You got to learn to you got to learn to regroup and come back and play the next play. And we put a ton of focus on the most important play is the next one. We will talk a lot this week. I'll talk a lot today about this being the most important game in our program, period, because it's the next one, and for no other reason than that. It is the next game. 
It's hard to win any Division One football game. It's hard to do it. So you got to put your entire focus on that. Because if you don't, you're going to have a hard time winning them. It's just hard to do. So you've got to be focused on it. This is a very, very important game for us because it's the next one, notwithstanding what type of opponent we're playing. But I've been really proud of those guys because they've accepted the challenge. I think they feel confident going in because they know what they're supposed to do. Everybody understands their roles. They understand their assignments. And we just got to brush it up this week and be ready to go. We got to get to that next phase of evaluating what it looks like on the field. Do you have to take any measures to kind of prevent them from being too keyed up? I mean, these guys have been waiting a long time, and especially some of those guys like Mosby and Olovi that just sat out a whole year. Right. Do you have to? Absolutely. That? Absolutely. You know, we we went through a dry run Saturday on pregame, and one of the things that we go to great lengths to make them understand is that we're not going to win it in pregame. We're going to get loose, but we got to be very careful not to use too much energy in pregame because it, it's going to be a deal where you got to win it on the field. So, you know, we will be, as a coaching staff, we have an extra job Saturday, which is to try to manage that, uh, that, that emotion that's going to be wrapped up, being able to step out there just for warm-ups, if nothing else, is going to be something that we're going to have to be able to manage, particularly the number of young players that are going to be experiencing their first Division One football game. So we've, we've talked about it. We've put a lot of emphasis on it and understanding that the kick, kickoff is when it starts for us to really unleash everything. So until that point, we've got to be able to pin it up a little bit so we don't we don't expel too much energy before we get to the actual game part. You've talked about it with your guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, particularly our young guys. Sure. Particularly our young guys. Just from uh, interviewing your players, they seem like a smart bunch of guys. How are their football smarts, and, and were you able to move along at the pace our team is a pretty smart team. We're, we're pretty fortunate there. Um, schematically, we can do some things with this group that, that uh, I'm not sure we thought we could early on. But they're a very intelligent group. I think the thing that I've liked about this group more than anything is the thing that helps you be become intelligent, in my mind, is limiting distractions. And those distractions come in the form of off-the-field uh, academic things that that steal their focus away from the time that they need to be spending on football that usually you lose that time when you start not keeping your priorities in order where you give the proper amount of time to academics the proper amount of time to your social life and the proper amount of time to your football life and understand where those three things <coughs> those three things fit in these guys have done a really nice job of doing what we call being a pro which is you got to manage those three things, and for us, it's I've been proud of them. They've done a they've done a nice job of trying to become pros, and that's what we've been talking to them about from day one. Is you know why are you here? What are you here for? And if you, your decision is to be here to be a student athlete, then those two things need to come first, and then the social comes next. And it's one of those deals where we have to manage that because if we don't and we, don't, we get our social life out of whack, it starts affecting football and academics because now we have to take more time for those to catch up because you've stole time for your social life. So we've got to manage those three things right, and that, I think, is what's helped us. And really, i got to take my hat off to uh, Troy Kemma. I mean, he's our director of player personnel. He's done a really nice job of helping us educate them on trying to be good at what they're doing from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed. Saturday. I mean, even just 
even as something as simple as how the pregame works and, all, and everything like that? Yeah, you have to do that with every team, um, particularly when you get to a place for the first time. So it's not different in that regard, but, yeah, there are a few extra things. You know, one of the big things for us is we had a freshman academy every day at noon during camp. We had a freshman academy, so we would release everybody else to lunch and keep those freshmen here. And all we did was talk about walls that were going to be coming up here uh, where they're going to start hitting walls as young players to, to inform them because those guys are going to play. So we wanted them to understand what was coming at them. You're going to be excited for this first game. And the second game, you won't be quite as excited, and class will start. And next thing you know, you're going to start hitting walls academically, things like that. But you don't have to hit those walls if you know they're coming. So we tried to educate them that, in that regard. So we've hopefully started putting that in their ear before Saturday. And we, like I said, we did a walkthrough Saturday. So really, that shouldn't be an issue. We should be ready to play. Well, there's a lot because we – for two reasons. Number one, a lot of them haven't played a lot of ball. You haven't got to see them a lot on tape. And number two, they haven't – zero of them have played in our system. Uh, there's one kid here that's played in the system that I know, and that's Laquiviante Gonzalez. He's, in, he's ineligible. <laughs> so he can't play this year. Uh, so really there is a lot. There's a lot of that. So that, that's why I say we are really – this is a great opportunity for us moving forward because it's the beginning of, of – our team's, uh, our team's new beginning here. So it's great for that. But at the same time, we're in an evaluation this weekend. It's going to help us moving forward. We're, we're going to be able to get a little bit better based off the information that we get from this game. So, um, you know, I'll tell you, you're, somebody's going to come here and line up, and it just happens to be South Dakota State. So we don't control the opponent. We control what we do. Our focus has been completely and totally on us. And I think as long as we continue to do that, I think we've got a chance to get a little bit better and be prepared to play in this game. But you, you have to wonder what's going to happen Saturday too, right, to a certain extent? Right. I mean, obviously, we're excited to see what, what they can do. I mean, you know, even the best laid plans sometimes go a little bit over a on the field, and you've got to be able to make adjustments. I think that's where we as coaches, we, we have to make our hay. So when things don't go well or they have something they do that we're not we, – we didn't practice, we've got to do a great job of adjusting and putting our guys in a good position to be successful. So I guess really to answer your question, for me, I want to know what they're going to do that they haven't done so we know what we got to do to adjust to it. The good news is what we do offensively and defensively, we've seen just about everything over our careers. So the answers usually are fairly quickly given to us. We just have to see if we can get them transferred over to those players quick. You've been, pretty, you've been pretty good with, with sharing your thoughts about who stood out to you during you know, camp or whatever. Were, were there any big movers during that dry run week uh, last week that, that maybe came out of nowhere or, or moved themselves up into a more prime position than you expected? Yeah, there's a couple of guys that stood out to me offensively. Uh, Bobby Hartzog stood out. I thought he did a nice job of pushing once he got back healthy after being out early in, a, early in camp. Uh, Darius Crawley, another guy that has just stood out. He's just work ethic and just playing his rear end off, playing as hard as he can, which we love. Um, it was good to see, you know, Keon Kenner kind of priming up and getting ready to go in this game. Um, DeAndre, man, I'm really excited to watch him play. That, that kid's faster than I thought he was. So 
I haven't seen him play ball in a long time, obviously, because he hadn't played a whole lot since he's been here. But he's a talented guy. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what he does. Uh, Ryan Shadler, the, the kid that, you know, transferred in, that kid can run. Uh, I'm excited to see what these guys are going to be able to do out there on the field. Uh, Josh Stanford, I, I still I still say that guy. I think he's got a he's got a skill set that I'm really excited about to watch what happens out there. Uh, defensively, I've really enjoyed watch Tevin Shaw. Tevin Shaw is an aggressive, hard playing. He ain't afraid of nothing. He's gonna stick his head in a hole that big. I mean, he is. I like that guy. I like him a lot. And then, you know, those D linemen, uh, the Corey King kid. I'm I like him a lot. I, you know, we hadn't got to see a lot of him. He got here a little bit late. Kid from Miami. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do out there on our field too. So, uh, Danny Watts, he made a, made some moves here in the last couple of weeks. So those are all guys that kind of stick out to me. Um, the, you know, the last guy is uh, Tyrone Miller. You know, I'm I'm really excited about what seeing what he can do on the big field as a freshman. See if he can maintain it and not hit those walls. And then we talked a lot about Steven Sims. I think he's another one. Well, when we first came here, we talked a, a lot to our team about how we felt like we could get better faster. And I think you guys have heard me talk about that. How can we get better faster, become more competitive, so when we're in the fourth quarter, we have the opportunity to win games. And one of those areas was we have to be great in the fourth quarter special teams. And if we're going to talk like that, then we have to live it. And as a staff – Every meeting that we start with starts with special teams. Everything we do as a team starts with special teams. Whether it's one unit or four, everything we do starts with special teams. We, we are trying to live that mantra that we have to be number one in the conference in the four core. If we do that, we'll see ourselves be a lot better football-wise. Uh, so in order to try to create that motivation, we wanted to make sure that we left a spot for that hidden third of the game that a lot of people don't put a lot of emphasis on. And that's that special teams area. So that's how that came about. And we really do value those guys that play in those seven or eight seconds. We say those seven or eight seconds are very, very valuable to us. And they can help us become better faster. Coach, just the last one. Pretty pleased with where you guys are at health-wise? Health-wise, we're in great shape. Man, Murphy, Grant, and his staff have done a great job with that. Uh, we really have we have a pretty healthy team at this point going in. Uh, really surprised. It's hard to get to that point at this deep in, in fall camp. But the way that we conducted camp, I think, helped us a lot. Helped us a lot. Uh, really, a, really a good way of doing it. I stole it from Kevin Sumlin, and I don't mind saying it. <laughs> it's a really, really good way of doing things. We were able to stay fairly healthy. Uh, you know, hopefully, knock on wood, we can come out these next two days because we're going to have to run in, into each other a couple times over these next two days. Talk about the science. Uh, yeah, the science and, you know, obviously the nutrition-based deal that we did and the, the combination of rest, nutrition, all that stuff, I think it really paid dividends for us. Right. One last one. What you got? I want to get your thoughts on when spring football ended, where you are now, the difference in the roster and the numbers and the depth from that time. Well, I think obviously it is a lot different. I mean, we do – we have a lot more players out there, which is good. Um, I think we have a lot – better players even than we had, to be honest with you, which created a lot more competition, which made those guys that were here in the spring, made them even better players, which is good. So now we're starting to close the gap. We've taken guys that we thought were, were, were going to be okay, 
and put even better players with them to be able to bring those guys up to even a higher level is what we hope. And that's what we've seen happen over fall camp um, heading into this. But honestly, I'm really happy with where we've come and where we're at right now. But we still have a million miles to go. Um, this first game is obviously a, a big-time exciting thing for everybody involved uh, when it comes to our program. So we're excited about putting our guys out there on the field and seeing where we're at right now.